Hello, church family. If you have your Bibles, please open it to Nehemiah chapter 3. We're going to spend this week uh, in this particular chapter. And it's another chapter that's, this is really a list of names and individuals. And although uh, we tend to um, just kind of pass by it in terms of just reading these portions of scripture, uh, I'll submit to you that these passages are significant. And part of the reason why they're significant is because the the Lord placed it there. It's obvious that they're significant because God has uh, breathed out uh, His Word and inspired the writers to, to document everything here. And uh, this chapter in particular really speaks about how every individual matters, and how every individual um, that are part, that want to do things for the Lord, have to work together. Uh, I think I've shared this with some of you. Um, when I was, several years ago, I went to China with my family, and uh, we went to this place called a, a Namking. Uh, it's like a city, and um, I did not know anything about it when I was visiting. It was part of like a tour thing that we did, like we went on a bus, and I thought it was like lame at first until I understood the context of what was going on. Uh, when you go into this place, there's, um, uh, it's essentially like what the Holocaust was in, in, to the Jews in Germany. There, there, there was something similar to that. But in context of China, there were this these group of Japanese people. Um, basically, the whole army went into this one particular town and just wrecked havoc all over. Um, and in it, you see like um, you know bodies of I mean skeletal bodies of um, all these people in the town, and you see bullet holes and bullet shells all over. And you know, one of the one of the most perplexing questions in that whole situation is how did one small little island like Japan overcome such a huge um, country like China, especially like parts of it. And uh, a lot of it is just um, all of them had one uh, goal in mind. The Japanese people had this one mission and they were driven to try to take over uh, uh, all of Asia. Uh, And they had this one goal and each of the soldiers there understood that goal. It became their conviction and they did whatever it took for them to try to advance forward. Um, so much so that you know we know the term kamikaze means that uh, people are willing to even kill themselves uh, uh, in, in hopes that they can you know take others with them. Now we know that uh, this uh, mentality uh, is actually good when it comes to trying to do big things and try to uh, try to move uh, um, and do a, a great achievements. You have to work as a team. Uh, you know the phrase "there is no I in team." And I always chuckle because although there's no I in team, there is a I in win. Um, but you know where else does I does not appear? Church. There is no I in church, and um, and that's and that's true because our the church is not just based on one individual. It's not based on one person. It's based on a collective body. Uh, it's, it's based on everyone uh, rescued by the Lord, and we're called to be part of. Um, the church of christ and we're his worksmen ephesians 2 10 tells us that we are made for that we're made for good works so we are all called to work together and and the success determines uh, how well our ministry will go uh, at the time of this recording even at the time of the release of this recording our church sfbc have not returned back to our uh, meeting in, in person yet but i can say with confidence that we will return soon um, and when we return, I hope that you understand that each and every single one of you matters. In fact, I think a few days ago, um, 
uh, Stan released, uh, he sent out a survey uh, to the church, uh, you know, asking these, uh, a list of questions on how, um, you know, how you, we can come back. And one of those portions of the question is what you can do. Uh, so there's, there's like, you know, can you do this? Can you do cleaning? Can you do that or that? And it's, it's imperative that each and every single one of us do something. Um, ministry now is not going to be as uh, grandiose anymore. It's going to be very detailed and minute because it's for the sake of other people. And really success depends on thinking outside and beyond yourself. You, we all have one particular goal now. Uh, when we return, uh, we want to make sure we return safely and we want to be able to worship together. But if we want to continue to worship together, all of us need to take the task uh, to do what we're, uh, what we're asked to do and sometimes even go beyond that. And I think that's what this chapter is about. We see a list of individuals, um, and all of them uh, are, are just, just faithful individuals from all over. Uh, and they're going to go, and, they, and just through this, you can see that the, the, the um, group of people, it, it, go, it spans from social class and religious background, not religious background, but in terms of like location where they're from. They're, they're all people from, they're all these Jewish people from all over having this one goal, and that is to rebuild uh, the walls. So just a background on the last two chapters on Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1, you remember Nehemiah was, um, he was just doing his thing back in, in Persia and he gets uh, news from his brother saying that um, you know, Jerusalem is still in shambles, that there's no walls, it's just, they just have a temple there and there's nothing much that you can do. Uh, and that really breaks his heart because he realizes that um, you know the city without walls is just basically um, it's just a valley, you know, there, it's just a, a, a collect, it's, you know, they're just tents all over the place. Um, and he feels convicted to help uh, uh, rebuild these walls, to go back and do that. And um, he prays for four months to try to figure out what's the best way to go about it. In Nehemiah 2, uh, the Lord provides for him an opportunity to be able to do that. He, he goes and the king asks why is he so sad and he explains that his uh, home is, is destroyed and the home, house of his people is, is destroyed and he wants to rebuild it. And the king asks him what he wants to do. He explains his plan and the king gives him um, all the resources he needs to go. In the end of chapter 2, he inspects the walls to see if, how much uh, damage is done. And uh, this, this allows him to... Um, you know, it allows him to be able to assess the situation so he can know how he can best solve the problem. And Nehemiah 3 begins that. He starts listing out the names of individuals that it goes and uh, helps establish this, uh, rebuild this wall. Now, usually how I, would, how I would do these podcasts or these devotionals is that the first, the Monday messages are usually the ones I, I kind of walk through the entire text and then, uh, then I give general principles throughout the week. But this time I'm going to do I'm going to just give the first principle today, and then we're going to do the others later on. And um, although I'm not going to read every single one of these, and you'll see why, because it's just a list of different names, I am going to highlight some of the important figures uh, so that we can draw some uh, truth from it. So that said, uh, the first point that we have is that um, all the, if, if and we'll, here's what we think about, how we can think about this. How can we be successful as, as, as a church when we return back? Um, if you want us as a church, SFBC, to be able to return back to our, our, our you know, the physical meeting, how can we keep it going? Uh, knowing with all, that all of these restrictions that we have, how do we make sure that we can keep meeting together without any, um, you know, any outbreaks or anything that would cause harm to another? Uh, and we will see that uh, first that we need to do is that there's all jobs are for all people. 
all jobs are for all people. And we'll start, uh, see, we'll see this principle as we kind of just jump around this chapter. Um, chapter 3, verse 1. Then Elishahib, the high priest, arose from his brothers, the high, arose with his brothers, the priests, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its door. They consecrated the wall of the tower of the hundred and the tower of Hananel. Uh, next to him, the men of Jericho built, and next to them, uh, Zakir, the son of Emer, built. Now, uh, this first verse, you'll see that this individual, uh, e Elishahib, he's this high priest. Now, usually we understand what <clears throat> the role of the priest is, right? They're supposed to go intercede and bless and make sacrifices on behalf of the people. They will teach the law. Um, but in this situation, even they came to help build the wall. They were... In, they built the sheep gate, which I thought was interesting because all they're going to see multiple gates, and each of these gates have a significant uh, role to it. But I think the sheep gate is the one where you know it's exactly what it sounds like. It's one that where they bring the sheep in, and I would imagine the reason why that is is because that's where you can bring all the sacrifices to the priests. Uh, so the priests did their role. They didn't just give orders to other people, but they actually um, uh, built it themselves. The the high priests, which um, you know are the spiritual leaders of the of the place, they are uh, helping to rebuild the walls and the gates as well. <clears throat> and this is just again a, a, a principle for us to understand, in that even all of us, some of us pastors and elders, we know all of us are going to go and do the things that we're expecting you to do. Uh, but some of you who are not elders but our leaders uh, we expect you to do the same as well you lead by example in the way that you um, that you serve and um, and I hope that that's what all of us are going to do we as an elder board has already agreed like we will clean the toilets we will scrub things we'll vacuum we'll do whatever it takes as long as the, the people are safe uh, but at the same time uh, when we assign to certain ministry leaders don't think that um, the, there's any work that's beneath you uh, we see that there's all jobs for all, uh, and um, so much so that um, if you jump down to uh, verse 8, actually before we jump down, you'll notice actually throughout this entire chapter, there's a lot of phrase like next to him, next to them, next to him, or after him, or after them. Uh, the, re the reason why that is is because um, they're basically just assigning the names of people that are building, uh, if you think of it like uh, like a circumference, uh, if, the, if the city was a circle, then just basically putting the person next to them, who's building what, and who's building uh, which part of the um, of the temple. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, it says next to them is this, next to them is that. And then verse 5, uh, moreover next to him, the Tekoatites made repairs, but their nobles did not support the work of their masters. Uh, so these, uh, there were these people that, uh, the Tekoatites, they, uh, they were far from, uh, they were, you know, they're, they're from far away from different parts. And uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't feel like they built rebuilding the wall was beneath them, and they did. But however, you'll notice that these nobles, these Dakota, these Jewish people from this city, their nobles believe uh, that they didn't. Uh, they, that they, this work was re beneath them. So there was a group of uh, Jews from this area that rebuilt the walls, but the nobles, their leaders, didn't. So what a terrible thing for, for the. Uh, for you know, for them, the scripture has wrote down that there are people that did not do um, nobles in particular that chose not to support the work of their masters. Um, going down to verse six, Jehoiada the sons of Peesh, the the son of Beshodea, repaired the old gate. They laid his beams and hung his doors with his bolts and his bars. Next to them, Mahalakite, the Gibeonite, the Jehonah. 
Jadon the Meharonite, the men of Gibeon and of Zizpah, also made repair to the for the official seat of the governor of the province beyond the river. Next to him, Uziel, the son of Hirai of the goldsmith, made repairs. And next to him, Hananiah, one of the one of the perfumers, made repairs, and they uh, restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Now, what's so fascinating is that these people. Uh, they were jewelers, you know, they're like perfumers, these people that were working with gold, they're tasked to go and build uh, the wall. And and it's something that's for us to think about that, you know, a lot of you are going to be gifted in, or gifted in particular areas. Um, and in this time of our church, just because you're gifted in a particular area doesn't mean that you can't add on other tasks to your job, um, to your, you know, your ministry. You may be a good teacher, you, or you may be good at serving, but we need you to do more than that. Um, just like these jewelers and perfumers, their you know their main um, day job is to you know make gold and perfume for people. Uh, they they ended up doing the same thing. That's uh, all the Jews. They went to rebuild the wall. I would imagine it probably took a lot of uh, discipline to figure things out and the, you know, the intricacies, but they did it. Uh, they were able to learn. They adapted and they contributed to rebuilding the wall. In fact, in verse 31, toward the end of the chapter, after him, uh, Micaiah, one of the goldsmiths, carried out repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and of the merchants in front of the ins inspection gate and as far as the upper room of the corner. Between the upper room of the corner of the sheep gate, the goldsmith and the merchants carried out repairs. So these goldsmith individuals, you know, they usually work with gold, but at this point they're working uh, with bricks and mortar and they're doing all that they can to help rebuild the wall. So it shows us that even though these individuals have uh, specific or what we call day jobs and even their own giftedness, um, they still did uh, other tasks and they did it because they all were all united in one and they were uh, united with one goal in mind and that is to go and help rebuild this wall. And just another thing that for us to think about the how all jobs are for all, you'll notice that in verse two, next to him the men of Jericho, next to them Zakar, the son of Eram built. And then it goes to explain uh, in verse seven, I, I read this about how Gibeonite and uh, Maronite, and these are all different people from all over. Um, they, they came back because they had this desire to uh, rebuild uh, the walls. Uh, they had this one goal. And, that, and just the principle for us is that, yeah, no matter where you are, no matter what your talents are, if we all work together faithfully, if we understood that all the jobs need to be filled, all the jobs need to be, all of us need to be very mindful of how we uh, you know, keep the, the, our church clean, then we will, we will do well. Uh, and that means, look, I, remember, I, I know before all of this happened, some of us would leave like, our uh, coffee in places or uh, snacks or whatever, and we, and we just leave it there. And then we'll sometimes get an email from Archie saying, hey, clean up after yourself, there's ants all over. Look, at this point, you need to be uh, mindful. You need to know uh, what uh, you, oh, well, actually one of the things, you, you can't bring food anyway, so that will help us. But you need to follow those rules. You need to f not only do the task in terms of like actual cleaning, the physical labor, but even some of the, the things in terms of restraint, and you need to do those things as well. And this is how we all contribute in, in, in allowing each of us to be able to come and worship together. 
And as time progresses, yes, things will get better and we can maybe loosen things up um, or in a sense of like not having to be so strict about the cleanliness because maybe, you know, there's the vaccine or whatever. But if not, if that vaccine ever comes or if it does, you should still have this attitude of being willing to serve no matter what uh, what the position is. Uh, Be willing to stretch yourself. Be willing to die to yourself consistently because that's the mark of our Savior, right? He came to the world not to be served but to serve others and we need to be able to do exactly that and uh as we return all jobs are for all of us um there's no job that is beneath us and that even okay i'm just going to confess there's some things that on that survey that was sent out one of the things that is like i i don't know how to do was on av uh i i don't know how to do it i can be taught it I'll do it if, if, if the task is expected of me. It'll take time for me to learn it, but I'll do it. Uh, and, and you know, I know there are other people more gifted, but I'll still do it if that's what it takes. And we all need to have that attitude, that whatever it takes for us to keep meeting each other, we're willing to do and make sacrifices um, to care about one another. Again, uh, there's no I in team, and I think one of a quote that I like that's similar to that vein of thinking is that it's from the, the Three Musketeers, all for one and one for all. Uh, we are all working together and we're doing it for one another ultimately for god's glory but we do it to serve one another so that's the first point for today uh, how can we be successful as a church when we return uh, when we return soon we have to first remember that there there are all jobs are for all of us all, all jobs are for everyone there's not one thing that we should not be uh, willing to not do we should be willing to do anything and do more than what's expected of of us and I trust that if you continue to have this attitude, um, our return will be a success. Thanks for listening for today. Tomorrow, we're going to look at how um, another way in which we can be successful as we return is to understand that there's no task that is too low for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope to see you guys soon, and I trust that we will. And um, when that moment comes, it will be a sweet time of serving one another and fellowshipping with each, with each other. Take care. Have a good day.